Good morning, Elizabeth Chapel. Good to see you this morning. Good to be with you. Thank you for joining in with us today for this time of devotion. And we're excited about all that the Lord is is doing and, and going to do. It's a beautiful day outside, isn't it? More the Lord has blessed us so much, and we're just so thankful for all that He's doing. But I want to just share a little bit with you this morning. Uh, we had our deacons meeting yesterday talking about when were we going to start back in a 10 church here at this location where Elizabeth Chapel gathers together. And I've got some exciting news for you. We determined yesterday at our meeting that uh, May the 17th, we're going to come back and resume gathering again here at, here at the building, here at church. And I'm excited about that. I know many of you are excited about that too. Now, we'll give you more details as, as we go here in, the, uh, here in the near future. This week, we'll talk about it some more. Sunday, I'll be able to lay out a whole much bigger plan than today. But what we're wanting to do is have two services. That will give us an opportunity to still have the spacing that we need to have so that folks are not crowded and sitting shoulder to shoulder. One of our services will be worship here in here at 9 a.m. And then we'll have another worship in here at 11 a.m. And that way folks will not be stuffed in and be too, too crowded. And we can honor the distancing that, that we need to do. What I want you to begin doing is begin praying and talking to your friends that you want to see. And all find out which service do you prefer to come to, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock? Now, we'll be talking more about that throughout the week, but just wanted to give you a little bit of update this morning on what we're doing and where things are standing. Well, if you would, just take your Bible and turn with me, if you would, to the book of uh, Ephesians, and we're going to be in chapter number 6, verses 10 through about 17 this week. We're going to walk through these verses, and we're going to study them together. And what we're looking at this morning is what Jesus told us about. He said, the thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. We're going to look at some of the tactics and some of the ways and some of the things that the thief tries to do to us as a Christian, as a believer, how he comes against us, how he comes against the church. We're going to look at that in this scripture. And actually what's going to happen in, in this time that we spend together this week, we're going to see how to uh, dress ourselves, how to be clothed, how to be ready for this battle that we're going to face as we deal with the thief in this a time of spiritual warfare. That's what Paul is unfolding for us here in Ephesians chapter number 6. So let's just jump in right here and begin in verse 11. And we just ask God now to, to bless our study. Father in heaven, we ask you to give us understanding and wisdom and a clear mind 
to sort of unfold and unpack this passage of Scripture. And Father, we ask you to do this, and we ask it in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, beginning now in verse number 10, notice how Paul begins. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness, the host of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Now this is a very, very insightful passage of Scripture. There are not a lot of passages in the Bible like this one. This is a unique passage because Paul is telling the believer, the Christian, the Ephesian Christians and us today, how to deal with the devil. This thief that comes, and we know that he comes because Jesus told us that. He comes to steal and to kill and destroy And if he can destroy our lives, he will. If he can put us to death, he would. If he can get us off track and chasing something that's not real, that's imaginary, rather than truth, he will. And so the Bible says that we're to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want to remind us today, friend, that we cannot win a spiritual battle against the forces of darkness in in the flesh. We don't have the tools. We don't have the makeup. We don't have what it takes. 2 Corinthians, I believe in chapter 10, tells us that our warfare, our battle array is, is not things of this world and things of this life, but it's from a spiritual nature, a spiritual perspective. So we must fight this battle. We must oppose the enemy. We must stand in the power of God and in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad that when I got saved... I received the full power of the Holy Spirit in my life. That I have the Spirit of God living within me. Because it's that Spirit of God, that third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, that's the person, that's who is going to give me the power, the sound mind, the strength, and the ability to ward off the enemy and to stand strong in the Lord. So we're just starting off this morning realizing we must stand firm in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the strength and the power that God gives us. Now again, let me say it to you. You and I cannot come up with this on our own. We do not have this ability. It's not our clever mind outthinking or outwitting the devil and the enemy. That's not how it works. He will just turn us every way but loose if we're trying to, to navigate our Christian life that way. Not at all. It is the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom 
that God gives us as believers as we read the Word and as He imparts that to our heart. Notice He says in this scripture that we put on this armor. Now, throughout the week, we're going to look at the parts of the armor that we're to wear. Paul is mimicking this after a Roman soldier and what that soldier would wear. We'll be looking at that. But come down to verse 12 for a moment. The rest of our time, I want to examine what's stated here in verse 12. He said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities of powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. He is telling us that there is something going on out there in the universe. There is something going on out there in the heavenly realm that we cannot see with the human eye, we can't even understand it really with the human mind. All we can do is take God's word for it and see what else is talked about in Scripture that will help us understand this. Well, there is a place in Scripture that really helps us see what's going on here. I think it's in the book of Job. If you will turn to Job, or if you'll think with me for a moment about Job, I don't know if you have your Bible with you or not, but uh, Job is, the, uh, is a big, long book in Scripture right before Psalms. And in Job chapter number 1, here we go, chapter number 1 in the book of Job, we begin to see something of what Paul is saying to us there in Ephesians 6 about this spiritual warfare going on that you and I cannot see with our eyes. Now notice Job chapter 1. Here's how it begins. You know the story of Job. Job was a godly man. He lost everything. He went through a lot of physical suffering and pain, lost all of his family, that's what the book of Job tells us. But at the end of Job's, of the book of Job, nearing the end of his life, God had restored everything to Job again, more than he had before. It says in verse number one that there was a man named Job, that he was blameless and upright before the Lord, and that he feared God. And Job was a man that loved God and feared God and loved his family and cared for his family. He prayed for his family. He was an intercessor for his family. And he would offer sacrifices for his family. He was a, he was a great, great man of God. But I want you to jump down with me to verse 6. And I want to just take a couple of minutes here looking at this verse. And then we'll be finished for this morning. It says about... Verse 6, there, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth in it. Now think about that. 
Simon Peter in his book tells us about that. He says the devil is like a roaring lion walking to and fro on the earth seeking whom he may devour. Now listen to me, friend. This is this thief, this enemy that Jesus warned about. The thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This is what Paul was talking about in Ephesians 6. As he's saying there, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Because you're going to have to wrestle not with other people, not with flesh and blood. But you're going to fight a battle that is taking place in the spiritual realm. And friend, none of us as believers are immune from this. We all face it. We all deal with this spiritual battle that we cannot see We cannot even hardly understand it, but God says it's going on. And these temptations and these evil thoughts and all of this stuff that happens in our life, this is all going on around us, and we're, we're not even aware of it sometimes. And it's because Satan is not in hell, but he's walking around to and fro on the earth. He's a spiritual forces of evil in the air. But what's unique in the scripture, it says that, that he came and appeared before God. And he has this conversation with God. And, and he says to God, God, I've been watching your servant Job. And I want to tempt him. I want to cause him problems. I want to cause him pain. And if you let me do that, I know that he will curse you to your face. And he'll deny you and... And just turn his back upon you. And God says, I tell you what, Satan. I too know Job. And I know how strong he is. And I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to give you the opportunity to come against Job. But I'm not going to permit you to take his life. I'm going to save his life. But you come against him. You'll see, he will not deny me. Do you know this same thing happened with Simon Peter in the New Testament? uh, I believe it's uh, there in Luke chapter 22, not Acts, Luke chapter 22. Jesus looks at Simon Peter and he says, Simon, I want to tell you something. Satan has asked for you because he wants to sift you as wheat. And he's going to do that, but later on, you're going to be converted, and you're going to come back and be stronger than you were before, and you're going to be strengthening strengthening the brethren. Now, let me tell you something, friend. I'm not getting into all of the details of this right now, because our time is about gone, but we'll look at it throughout the week. But I want you to understand something, and we need to realize this. God protects us. And God watches over us. And God draws us near to himself. Because he knows that there is that thief, that enemy, that wants to destroy our lives. And he wants to come against us and cause us to stumble and fall. He wants us to give up. But we're not going to do that because Jesus is our Lord. And we're going to serve him. But we see this in the passage of scripture. Now, I know there are questions here in Job that I have not answered, and and I will not answer them. Many of them I don't even know the answers to. This is a mystery that we don't know a lot about. I don't even know who these sons of 
uh, God are that appeared before God in heaven when the devil came and all of those things. Uh, there's a lot of debate about that. There are different Bible writers say different things, but I know one thing. Jesus created everything, and I know that Satan is a fallen angel that rejected God and was filled with pride. So I know that God created all of these, whether it's angels or some other intelligent created beings that were with the Lord in heaven, we don't know. We talked about yesterday that all of the hosts of heaven are going to come back in the return of Christ. This is a really a, a mystery to us, how this goes on in the spiritual realm. I, I will tell you this. If you'll go read Revelation chapter 12, you'll realize that there comes a time during the time of tribulation on earth when Satan is going to be cast out, no longer has this access to accuse the brethren, the Christians before God. So you put all that together and it, it's, a, it's a pretty awesome scene that somehow, some way. The devil who runs to and fro on the earth, tempting you and I and causing us problems, has a way that he accesses God in heaven and accuses us before God, just as he did Job in this passage. But the thing I want to leave you with this morning is this, and, and it's very comforting to me, is the devil, according to this passage, cannot touch you or afflict you without gaining God's permission to do it. When you think of the devil, you need to think of him as on a leash, and God is holding the other end, and God jerks him around, and he cannot move without God's divine permission. We don't always know why God grants the devil permission to do things that he does, but we know that we can trust God and that God is faithful and He loves us and He cares about us. This week, we're going to be studying how to be clothed for our battle with the devil. What to put on, how to wear it, how to respond to God, and how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So I'm going to have a word of prayer, and I hope you'll join with us again in the morning at 10 o'clock for a time of devotion and a time of prayer, and we just will continue to trust God. And I'm going to just tell you, I am beaming with excitement. I can't wait for May the 17th, 9 a.m., when the first group will come, and then 11 a.m. when the second group will come. And we'll gather to worship together. We'll talk more about it this week. Share more details as the week goes on. But let's bow as we pray. Father, we just call upon you now this moment, this hour. And we ask for your direction and strength. Lord, we stand fully upon your word. We want our life to be anchored in your word. We just ask you now, God, to strengthen us. Empower us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us heavenly wisdom, discernment, God, as, as we navigate through life and we see how to stand against the wiles of the devil. Lord, help us not to fear, but to be confident, not in ourselves, but confident in you. 
and the power, God, that you make available to us as your children. Now, bless our church this week. Just speak through us and to us. And Lord, just give us a great time and a great week. And the Lord, we love you and honor you and we praise you. Thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I will see you in the morning, hopefully at 10 o'clock.